0: Hey mama, I'm Allison Bratch, a mama of two crazy little girls navigating life as a therapist and CEO. On the whole mind mama podcast, I interview other amazing women and explore mamahood from a whole mama perspective, identity, parenthood, partnership and attachment, career and business, leadership, psychology, spirituality, beauty, self-care, and all things health and wellness. If you want more, be sure to like, and subscribe. Leave a glowing review and follow me on Instagram at WholeMindMama. M A M A. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. Cheers, Mama. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome back to the Whole Mind Mama podcast. Today we're joined by Heather Robinson, uh, who I met when I was first pregnant with Audrey, my first, um, very early on, and we met on a yoga retreat in Costa Rica. And so we got to spend some intimate stranger time together. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I, I would love for you, Heather. So good to see you, by the way. Um, good to see your face, hear your voice. I would love to let you introduce yourself and just, um, tell us what it is that, that you do and how do you show up in life and what's your story?
2: sure thank you it is so good to see you and uh talk to you reconnect it's been quite some time uh wow well a lot has changed since we met (laughs) when we were both really early on in our pregnancies with um with our babies and you have two now which is insane but um I love it. I always actually had plans to have like Irish twins if I didn't have twins, and now that I'm a mom, I'm like, yeah, no. Why, why stress? But um, yeah, so well, I'm Heather, and uh, I am a guide for inner child and mother wound healing, and I really just I work with the mother and the mother energy. Um, and I like to pass on all the lessons that I've learned in in my journey with those that will listen or, you know, work with me. Um, I've been working with the mother in some compa- in some capacity for over a decade. And it wasn't until, you know, I became a mother myself that I think everything really started to make a lot more sense and land. Uh, as to what my purpose is and what it all means for me and how I can actually like really support and help other uh, women and mothers. Um, so I do work a lot with the mother energy, which attracts mothers, of course, but I actually really have a passion for working with people who aren't mothers yet because I would have been so much better off if I had done this before I was a mom. Mm, <laughs> so right. I think it's really, an uh, an important aspect of work that you know i don't think anybody in their like early 20s is like dying to do some inner child healing by any means but like maybe by the end of your 20s if you haven't had kids yet like mm-hmm. get on that train and <laughs> start yeah. to explore before you get in into motherhood yourself because it would make the journey so much so much smoother i think if you become a mother and you haven't done any of this sort of work it's like that much more compounded so for me Um, I started as a a newborn photographer out of college. I wanted to work with babies and mothers and somehow, you know, I I went to school for photography. So I was like, I guess that's what I'm going to do. So I created a business for that. Um, I had a photography business for 60 years. A couple years after I started it, I also became a doula. So my business was kind of a combo. Um, combo service deal because I wanted to feel more fulfilled. I wanted to do more. I wanted to support more. And I felt like women who were becoming mothers just needed to be held more than they were from my perspective, Mm. even not having been a mother. Like I could tell they, like I knew it was just, it was an innate passion, like for me and everything that I had learned um, from everyone around me having babies. And that was something really important to me. So i became a birth doula and a postpartum doula and i worked mostly postpartum because of scheduling i just didn't have it in me to do births all the time but um doing the combo with photography it was hard to do you know so i became a postpartum doula and a newborn photographer and i did that for a while um when i became a mom it was in my saturn return and everything just kind of exploded um and I found myself single at home with my parents, having a newborn by myself. You know, Um, I had loads of trauma from my relationship with his father during pregnancy. I had loads of trauma from birth. I had, you know, loads of inner child trauma that was starting to surface because I was at home, (laughs) in my childhood home with my parents, with a baby, you know, healing and, and, you know, being initiated into motherhood. And it was intense to say the least. But it was really clear to me at that point, you know, what it is I needed to do. And I started to work more deeply with the mother energy and started to really dive into what that meant and how do you be more like that rather than like, um, maybe your human mother, right? So humans can't be (laughs) perfect, like the divine mother, you know, energy. But what we end up doing is like creating that imprint in us of what mother should be based on our human mom. And once you realize that that's not actually what we're trying to be, um, everything sort of, sort of starts to change. And, I was healing my mother wound. I was healing my father wound, which was way bigger and <laughs> way more intense. And um, really just kind of coming into myself and realizing like, wow, my inner child has run the show for so long and really been seeking attention and love in ways that like it, you know, she just never re- received. Um, and recognizing a lot of my like negative, behavior patterns that didn't serve me, that, you know, pushed other people away, that wasn't attractive in the least. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe now it makes sense why I'm here now. And you know, like why everything is the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's, you know, that yeah. hard look in the mirror kind of um, phase. And I love it. I love that sort of deep healing. I love All of that. I just didn't expect so much of it after becoming a mom. And I do wish in some capacity it's, you know, I just feel like everything would have been a lot different if I had done a lot of that a lot sooner.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just to validate just this idea of, oh, a lot of this is unexpected. There's just so many things that people can't prepare you for. when when you're talking about, like, oh, yep, like, this is what to, quote, expect um, when you are pregnant and when you give birth and when you have a baby. Um, but it, you're right, it goes back to have you sort of, you know, done some of your, your own healing work and what has that looked like um, in order to, oh, just have some more of that, that, uh, self-awareness and that sort of stuff as you enter the journey of motherhood. Um, and there's still going to be unexpected stuff, but I hear you. Yeah. And, and how many of us actually get the opportunity and the exposure to being able to do that sort of work prior to becoming a mother?
2: So. Right. I mean, you have to be at a, in a certain phase of like your, your own um healing journey to be able to recognize that that's something that's needed before you're actually like in it it's in your face yeah Um, yeah and luckily you know having been a doula like i didn't have to worry so much about like the actual physiological processes and like the all of the surprises motherhood likes to throw at you i I mean there was definitely still plenty but a lot of it was kind of like i've been i've been doing this baby thing for so long like that i think Kind of allowed me to go deeper into this work um, because it, it was it, a lot of that stuff was just familiar. I, I took mm. care of babies all the time. What I didn't do was take care of myself. What I didn't do was, um, you know, ask for support in those ways because I didn't know those were the ways I needed. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's just so much you, you don't know when you don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I just recently was reminded of um this Maya Angelou uh, quote um, that says uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what do do your best until you know better and when you know better, do better. And that's a very, you know, simply stated um way of saying we're really just doing the best we can with what we know, with where we're at, and the opportunities you know with which we're presented, and and then you know when we when we do have that opportunity and and we start to realize and you know have those light bulb moments about needing to um, to do some more of that work and oh here's something that needs some attention and you know it's up to us to to actually take action with that and and do it for lack of a better word um but you know that's why people like us are out here in the world to you know create more exposure and more awareness and knowledge and, and even just open that that window or or that door for other people to step through when they're ready
2: yeah
1: yeah um, talk to us a little bit more about that work you're doing now and Um, and just that experience, what has that experience been like for you, um, on sort of the giving end of things and I don't know, any interesting stories, like whatever you (laughs) want (laughs) to share.
2: Um, yeah, so I work with, um, clients one-on-one, um, I've been doing that for, a year and a half or so and i'm now getting to the point of like building out these smaller programs group programs little tiny courses and things like that to start getting people to be you know more conscientious of behavior patterns that fall in line with um the things that come as a result of having a mother wound or a father wound um so when your inner child is sort of like seeking that unconditional love that they didn't receive what does that look like what like people don't know that they are a people pleaser until somebody like points it out like these are this is what that it looks like and you know do you resonate with that um and and how do you go about changing such deeply ingrained behavior patterns so like, that's like the structure of, of how I'm working with people. But um, what I really like ultimately I'm doing is I'm teaching people how to cultivate their inner mother. And, you know, it's, it's very different. Like, oh, I'm going to like pay attention to my inner child. I'm going to heal my inner child. Um, okay. But, but, you know, I felt a little lost doing that. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing like to really kind of hold on to in that way. Um, So in my journey, what was really helpful was to kind of create this whole other part that was like, okay, this is my inner mother. And my inner mother, you know, like most people's is going to initially reflect your human mom. But you're all humans are flawed and all nobody was perfect. Nobody escapes childhood unscathed. And, you know, I didn't want to necessarily become my own mom. Everybody's like, I don't want to be my mom. (laughs) But like, you know, not a bad way, but just like we are human and and we can try and do better and we shouldn't necessarily just like copy whatever they did because that's what it is right so how can i kind of reframe this inner mother that is going to give my inner child the unconditional love that is going to provide that and doing so it's it's ultimately like you know there's a lot of different feminine archetypes and all of them are kind of connecting as a bridge to the divine right the um god source universe sort of energy and that's just kind of my path like my path my medicine my way that i just know really well uh to help people in that way which most people come to when they come into motherhood but um you know like i said if i learned how to mother myself before i became a mom it just would have been so 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 different like the whole thing i don't think would have at all happened that way but, you know, I've come to this work in that sense, so it's all it's all worth it. It's all meant to be and part of my purpose. But, um, yeah, just cultivating that inner mother to really start to show your own self and be what you're seeking in the world. Like, as a, w- inner, inner, a wounded inner child, like, always seeking outward, always looking outward, always trying to find the thing to, like, satiate that you know approval validation acceptance but ultimately it's unconditional love and if you can just kind of like recognize that we can give ourselves that mm-hmm. you know when you become a parent you're like oh wow i can reparent myself like wow mm-hmm. it's just like it's a part of the a, a lot easier when you're a parent um mm-hmm. but yeah i love it i love doing
1: that yeah Oh, that's so powerful, and it sounds like the the work that you're doing is is very deep and meaningful and powerful and impactful. Um, I like what, something you just said about, um, I can't remember your exact words, but like who we want to be in the world and and like what we seek or some, something along those lines, and like that that's kind of like the the uh, the more oh, such a therapist brain like. Like what's the goal? You know what's the outcome? What's the you know how are we objectively like measuring how uh, how we're improving or like what's the point of all of this and um, and so you know on a bigger picture level it's like you know why are we doing this work because you know we have um, a, a way that we want to show up as a mother um, how do we want to interact with our children and how do we want to parent them? What do we want to teach them? Um, what values do we want to instill in them? We, what How do they how do we want them to experience us? Um, but it, it, it extends far beyond just that. Um, and you can think about things in terms of um, your family environment and what you want to create. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was going to ask you for some examples potentially of like, you know, what does this look like if we've we've got some wounding that hasn't been healed yet you know how can that potentially show up because i do think sometimes it's it's difficult especially with our own children who we're emotionally fused with it's tough for us to actually like objectively see it and recognize it like oh you know so anyway what does that what have you seen that look like
2: in, in adults or children in adults because <laughs> um, it you know it's all simultaneous uh, as a parent but yeah in an, in an adult when you have a uh, like a wounded inner child or an, a mother wound or a father wound whatever it is you want to call it and however you want to identify with that um, your inner child's kind of like screaming out and you know from the therapy side of it it's like there's these behavior patterns that are constantly repeating it's a repeated Experience because you know in your subconscious it's trying to find the resolution and um, move on from that. So what you'll see, experiences, life experiences, and relationships, and etc., are, um, you know, maybe you would tr- you have a lot of failed relationships, intimate failed relationships, or strained and, and toxic relationships um, always popping up. Whether it's intimate, friendship, work-related, doesn't matter. Um, you have trouble just kind of relating to people in some way. Uh, and you might see it as like, oh, these, pers- these people are just toxic and they just keep coming. Why do I keep attracting these toxic people? Or why do I keep attracting people who, you know, constantly, you know, ask for help, but don't take what I have to say. And they're not listening. They're just constantly coming to me to, you know, complain about whatever, but they don't listen to the advice. Um, or, you know, maybe you're a people pleaser where you just say sorry a lot and you don't have boundaries and you can't say no. In your partnerships as parents, it's really easy to come up in um, feeling like uh, resentful towards other people because you're doing so much and you're not asking for support. (laughs) Oh, I'm just
1: chuckling over here.
2: yeah that's a big one I know a lot of people are resonating with, and you know that's just part of um it's it's a sign you know just like any trigger, it's a sign to look deeper and it's uh, a sign to just look at where am I not valuing myself? where am I giving too much right The mother energy is all about sustaining life, and that means you have to have a full cup. You cannot mm-hmm. sustain life without filling your cup first and if you're not prioritizing yourself and your needs. and and giving them to yourself or getting support to give them to yourself, then um, you're gonna be drained and end up being resentful, right? So those sorts of strains in relationships, family dynamic relationships. Uh, In parenting, it's like, you know, quick to yelling and anger and control and power struggles. And, you know, that can bleed into other relationships too. But, you know, it's pretty, (laughs) as parents, it's like really apparent in that way. (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) Um, So, you know, there's a lot of different ways, but essentially it's always this like, um root of maybe low self-confidence I mean it can root and it can manifest in so many different ways but there's like a a core weakness right of like not being anchored in yourself and your truth like there's not this confidence of like this is who I am this is what I want this is what I need you know this is what I need you to do to help me and you and you're not like in a forced power like delegation sort of way but you know in a way of like yeah I I deserve this i need this This is what i need and what do you need right mm-hmm. then i can give back to you what do you need um so yeah just as much as like the mother energy is this like nurturing you know the the ideal sort of mother right nurturing and kind and sweet and intuitive and compassionate like moms are also the ones that are like you know building the routines and disciplining, like if you're home with your kids all the time, right? Like you're going to be disciplining. You're going to be the one that's setting up how your day flows and like trying to put shoes on and like convincing them it's a good idea. And like, <laughs> they're also like, you know, that in that way to try and avoid the power struggles, we have to uh, make sure it's fun and entice them into it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a huge component of the mother that's play mm-hmm. and how we enjoy things and make it fun. And enjoy each other's presence in the mundane, you know, life things that always have to happen. Um, so, yeah, it can show up in so many different ways depending on how you look at it, whether you're a mom or not, partner, or not, you know, business, not. Um, but ultimately, it kind of all, there, there might be a little bit of a few of them <laughs> kind of sprinkled mm-hmm. in throughout that you're like, oh, yeah, I do, I do do that. Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: That was all super helpful, and I appreciate you um, just giving some examples in multiple realms. I think that that's also very helpful. It's not it's not just about how you show up in your parent parenting and your relationship with your kiddos. Like, uh, yeah, my my partner always says to me, "Al, why are you trying to control a two year old?" Like, I don't know because I'm the parent. You know, whatever. We all we all do stuff like that, right? Definitely my own stuff. but yeah, it absolutely um, the the wounding piece, um, even the mother wounding piece ap- applies to other aspects of your life. Um, the other thing that really stuck out to me about what you said was this the the idea of um, the mother energy. So something that has been a theme um, in conversations with many other moms that I've experienced is that, you know, there there are societal messages and pressures about what a mother should look like in terms of how she shows up in the world, how she um, how she parents, how she manages her and her family's life and, you know, all of these things and and, and sort of I, I wanna say like expectations. Um, these sort of unspoken expectations about just being it all and doing it all and that sort of thing Um, but I think even out outside of that there's a higher level needing to acknowledge that that the mother energy um, also um, embodies I guess you could say many similar traits or themes um, you know, things that, that you mentioned. And one of the things you said was, was, was giving, I think the first time you mentioned it. And I think that's just something we really need to acknowledge (laughs) that, um, it's not just, oh, I feel pressured by the external world. It's like, no, this is something you really step into. And I think that it, that makes it so challenging for mothers to ask for help and, and to receive, like to receive um, fill in the blank, you know, anything, support, love, help, um, abundance, like I've talked about that with so many like female business owners, um, because there's something we step into that's like, I'm a giver. Um, so... Just something to throw out there and consider. Do you have any thoughts?
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that one of those you know stereotypical cultural mother norms that uh, is taken to an extreme and it's not realistic. Uh, I I think motherhood brings us all to you know we have we to own the role, you have to give, you have to give. And people I find get resentful towards that aspect of it when they are not taking care of themselves, Hmm. when they are not receiving, when they are not asking for help, when they are not filling their cup. If you are doing those things and you're actually embodying the mother energy in a healthy way like that, then you don't find yourself in that plates of feeling like you're giving too much and giving everything like you should not ever be in that space Um, but you know we're also humans and there's life and there's a lot of different things outside of our control a lot of times that uh you know it can feel really really (laughs) intense um but yes giving is part of it but in order to give you have to receive you have to receive you have to ask for help you have to um, create support systems you have to really start to recognize what it is that you need what is it that your inner child needs um what is it that you are desiring and need in order to fulfill the the duties of giving that you are stepping into as a mother
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that receiving aspect of it is is so huge
2: yeah and like you said it also applies to business I mean this is not just like a in motherhood thing and as I was doing this work I was like this isn't just for moms like yes Mm. it's a mother energy and so many people get in tune with it and it's like the lessons of that chapter in motherhood but this is not just for moms like it's not you know if I were to have been given this knowledge when I was you know 21 and drinking all the time at the bars of like understanding why I was doing what I was doing, like, man, that would have completely shifted the whole trajectory of my world. Hmm. Um, and if I had learned, you know, the value of, of that dynamic of giving and receiving at that point in time and, and finding that balance and really giving myself the unconditional love, like at an earlier point in life, right? like. Like everybody, right? Well, it, it changes you. Mm-hmm. Motherhood changes you, and motherhood often, not always. There's so many mothers out there who are not privy to that sort of transformation, right? Um, but those that are meant to will, and everybody comes to it in their own time. Like, like a, you know, for me, I wish it was sooner, but mm-hmm. think be what they are. You know, if they weren't, and um, I think it's just a really powerful thing to recognize you know that it's not something that is excuse me only in motherhood it's not something that is only you only get when you become a mother you know it's it's just an energy and you can tap into it at any point and it can it will it will affect every aspect of life not just motherhood not just your partnership not just your family and your kids like it affects everything in your life because it affects how you are existing and engaging with everything you experience in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to give all of your secrets away on our <laughs> uh, on our episode. However, I am, you know, just wondering. You know, especially since we're cre- re- we are reconnecting, and you and I haven't talked about all of this stuff since becoming mothers, and you know, being pregnant at the same time, and all that. Now that you've done a lot of this work. Um, how how do you tap into that, uh, you know, your own mother energy in order to, you know, sustain yourself, nourish yourself, um, keep yourself going? What do you, how yeah, do you do great, that? Great
2: question. You know, it, it was a journey, I think. My son is now two plus, he's two something, you know whatever he's he turned 2 in february so he it's been a long journey it's been a couple years of really a lot of changes as any mom knows like those first 2 years are really fast they're full of different phases and everything like life looks completely different and is transforming like as soon as you figure it out <laughs> it's different and so it was a long journey to try and like nail that down and start to and figure it out and mind you i was also dealing with you know birth trauma Um, PTSD or what some to some degree right and um, a lot of fear that you know my son was going to be taken from me and these sorts of things as well as um, postpartum anxiety like the pandemic hit four weeks after he was born Mm -hmm. and I'm a single mom you know like just so much stuff like the anxiety was insane so I was trying to navigate all of these things and find healing for all of these things while i was also you know being initiated into this motherhood and and starting to navigate and understand what is this energy what is the ideal mother um and it changed a lot but now you know it's pretty steady (laughs) it's pretty steady that basically what i do is i have a morning practice and that morning practice is non-negotiable sometimes he joins me for it sometimes he wants to play with his grandparents Mm. sometimes you know like no matter what if i'm alone if if they're here to help out and watch him and he wants to play with them great and then i get to kind of be a little bit more present and and it gets a little more juicy but um it happens every single morning and i have at minimum 20 minutes every morning Um, a lot of times more so towards an hour to myself to do the practices for me to start my day. Um, I prioritize, you know, community and making friends, um, play dates and things like that. Now that he's a little bit older, it's like, holy cow. That's like a whole different, like feeling just moving through the day when you have this like physical connection (laughs) with people. Um, Oh yeah. But I also, I have a lot of time to myself after he goes to sleep, even though I co-sleep and I'm in the dark <laughs> with him alone with him every night for a couple of hours. Like that's time for me to really dive into some self-growth stuff and some learning and, you know, meditations and maybe work. Sometimes I'll end up working for a couple hours after he goes to sleep. But the, those are my times that are really um built in for me and I prioritize me like if I'm off if I'm frustrated with him if he's being cranky like I know that's a reflection of me like I gotta go take care of me because he's like showing me what's happening inside of me like it's really creepy but he's like an external version of my inner child (laughs) oh yeah start to like look at it like that you're just like whoa all right I gotta go do something Yes, you yeah. know, to take care of this because I'm not going to let this continue to spiral. Um, so just kind of rec- like getting to know myself in that way and those patterns, those cycles that you see in your everyday life and what that looks like and starting to make changes to, to evolve and grow beyond them.
1: Mm. Oh, Nailed it. I love that. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing all of that. Oh, I so appreciate you just sharing your journey. And, and some of your expertise um, I think that this is all incredibly invaluable to all the mamas out there who are listening and, and like you said, not just mamas I don't know if you know, people who are not mamas will listen to this but <laughs> if you do, this is also relevant to you um, so if our listeners want to connect with you in some way how can they find you?
2: Sure. Um, I'm on social media. I have a website. Uh, my nickname is HRO because my name is really common. So H-R-O. <laughs> my website's IamHRO.com. And my Instagram handle is i am underscore HRO. Um, and everything and all the links and everything go from there. So.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again. And
2: thank you for having me. This was awesome.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we will be in touch soon and thank you all for listening and we'll link some of, um, Heather's information in the description below. Have a good day.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you do want more, be sure to like and subscribe. And if you feel this is valuable for other mamas, leave us a review and share it with all your mama friends. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at wholemindmama all you mamas out there, I see you, I love you, and be well.